0: Welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory!
1: Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Irish, Irish crickets. crickets. Just keep going. <laughs> you got a little overflow going here.
0: I feel like it's a little bit of like making me feel like an outsider. I don't know if I have to bring some Jewish beer in here or what. But. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing Dillon and I might
1: drink a few too many beers at a given time, but maybe uh, you could crack a social Irish crickets one day. Yeah,
0: next next time I'm going to drink a beer with you guys. And will you
1: you. do Irish crickets I'll do Irish crickets. I felt like I wasn't
0: invited to have that beer, but I'm glad I was. So Connolly's going to jump into something good that we're trying to help out the world with, but we're going to get into... Sundance Kids season two, episode seven. And just like I watched it last night, and it really is great. And it's the haters,
1: amazing. For uh, it, amazing. so many reasons, yes. we're gonna get into it. The it's haters, just, the haters.
2: Top can five. Really, I'm saying top five again. I, I, at some stage, the karate one might get knocked off because this one is so good.
1: This one is definitely and listen, props to everybody because from a story standpoint, it the story is strong, the direction is good, the producers. Like, the physical producers, whether it was Dennis Big whoever it was behind the scenes, Dennis Biggs.
0: Yeah, getting us epic. out to Sundance, that's not easy.
1: Epic. It's a great-looking
0: show, and we got uh, Rob Weiss, it's who come in. was one of the inspirations for the – not one of – he was the inspiration for Billy Walsh. His Sundance experience was very pivotal in my life, and he was the first person I called when the show got picked up. I believe although he says it wasn't but anyway he came on to write on the show produce and uh he'll be with us soon but first Kevin Collins is going to do some good for the world talk to us.
1: Okay. So there's a couple things I want to talk about. Let's let's talk about the serious stuff first. So I don't know if you've ever heard Dylan I know you've have you not have you ever heard of Movember? It's mustache Movember. Oh, I've never heard that before. It's a, a charity for men's health. You know, we talked about the colonoscopies. It's all it's it's mm-hmm. men's health awareness for Mental illness, just, it's just a a men's health. So what you do is on November 1st, you wake up, you shave. And from that day until the the first day of December, you grow a mustache. All right. So you start to grow a mustache. Now I started a team, right? And I'm not, I'm serious. We joke around on the show. I'm not putting this on anybody. I'm going to do it. I want to try to raise, I know it's crazy. But You know, 20 bucks at a time, no pressure on anybody. I want to try to raise 20 grand. That's my goal. I think I, we can do that. Mm-hmm. I did it in 2011. I'm trying
2: to imagine you with a stash, Doug. You always you always have a scruff, but I want to see a full-on
1: stash. I don't know if I can grow a stash. I got to yeah, be honest you can. with you. Uh, you can. You'd be surprised. And, and you know, I did it in 2011, and I raised, like, 20 grand. By, and that was through Facebook. So I think with social media and yeah. hopefully with Victory the Podcast, maybe we can – Raise some money. Quick rules. Rule one, once registered at Movember.com, each MoBro must begin the first Movember with a clean-shaven face. Rule two, for the entire month of Movember, each MoBro must grow and groom a mustache. Rule three, do not fake it. No beards, no goatees, and no fake mustaches. You
2: just got me out. out.
1: (laughs) Rule four, use the power of the mustache to create conversation and raise funds for men's health and rule 5 each mobro must conduct himself like a true gentleman. Dylan,
2: I'm um, out again. <laughs> I, I'm again. By the can't, way, he can't I control can't do that. that. But
1: it I really cannot. is. It's a conversation starter cuz people are like, "What is wrong with you?" And you're like, "I'm this doing November." This is not Movember.
0: 1975.
2: Right,
1: bro. I'm doing November. So All right.
0: Well, what I'm going to say is I'm going to ask right now there's a couple of things. Every once in a while I ask the the crowd, I I I'm calling it crowd, but we have fans and it's growing. They're not the, super
1: fans, they're just regular fans.
0: But the podcast is growing. What I'm asking the podcast Crowd now. Last week, and I'm asking you again, stop DMing us. But grow a mustache. Join in on this. If you can afford to donate something, Five, Five and, bucks.
1: Kevin Ten will, bucks.
0: Kevin will figure out a way that you can easily donate to this thing that that, you know, was not going to the parking that he doesn't pay for. It'll it, really <laughs> go right. to men's no, health.
1: No, no. we put the link. We'll put the link in and, and you yes. will see how to donate. And you know, right. it's it it's and, it's fun, but but I want to just tell you this before you get into it. Um it is It is uh, by the by November thirtieth. You're like ready to. I mean, you're going to be crazy trying to get rid of this mustache. It's fun for a week, and then it gets tricky.
0: I am, and now I'm I'm committing. I'm committing my own five hundred dollars to donate to this thing. I'm not asking you guys to, or pressuring anyone else. I'm committing that. But what I want from one fan, one of you guys who wants to be the super trivia fan, not Allie K, because you're a woman, but one of the men, I want to see the best mustache that you guys get. To us, we will bring on the show and talk trivia. So it could some- be
1: it could be a fun thing to do, raise some money and, and we'll see what happens. And also, too, should be noted, Dylan is uh going out of town, so we're actually recording this before no this will air this is airing November second or third or whatever it is. Where it's still October, which is why we... We'll we'll hopefully
0: get a picture of us all clean-shaven, but it's not that complicated. Okay, do you have to shave every day except
1: for the mustache? You have to have a clean-shaven face except for the mustache.
0: Okay, this is going to be really fun, and we should post pictures. Dylan looks like... I mean, you can
1: be Raleigh Fingers. You can do whatever you want. But what we want to talk about is the Dodgers won the World Series last year.
0: Wow,
2: yeah. Pretty epic. Awesome. Thank God they did. If they lost another World Series, that would be... Atlanta Braves-ish.
1: But it brings us to the first pitch. Doug.
0: First pitch, which I posted about once upon a time, we uh, went to Dodger Stadium. It was uh, the four of us guys, myself and my son, Lucas. And you guys threw out the first pitch, and there's been some controversy over what happened there. I have a little video. For some reason, I don't have the video of the throw. Who bounced it? Adrian bounced it. <laughs>
1: Adrian bounced it to the backstop. It was the Dodgers-Yankees, which was also a nice... Yes, you know, treat for us. We got the, we were on the field, Dodgers, Yankees, right? We both threw strikes. Me and
2: Connolly both threw strikes.
1: Right. You're I just right?
2: had a little more heat. Well, of mine. Dylan,
1: you did like a weird pose just because you. What are you your, talking about? I did a wind up. I leg up that,
2: You're out of your mind.
0: I mean, I, you know, it was. I remember everybody being real nervous about it. I had a little video I posted yesterday, and uh, Grenier was sure he was going to make it through the batter's box. Was his actual quote? So. <laughs> Who remembers the pitches? What was Jerry's pitch like? It was high. But he caught it. Yeah, it was caught.
2: It was was a ball.
1: It was a ball. It was a ball. The video was somewhere. I saw it. I, I should have saved it. I can't believe I didn't. The audio is somewhere. But I do. When you throw the first pitch, you then go to meet the catcher. You shake his hand. He hands you the ball. Yes. And when we walked up, Dylan, in the audio, I heard this. And I, this so much I can prove. I hear you in the audio. You say to the catcher, yeah, I thought that caught a piece of the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, I thought I'd put it right down the middle. Yeah, no, though. I mean, like, listen, by the way, at the end of the day, you just want to get, a little, well, you just want to get it down the
2: pipe. Well, I think you and me both threw strikes. Uh, yours might have, you lobbed it in at about 60 miles per hour, maybe 50, <laughs> 55. The, the I think point, I got it up there around
1: you know, 78. Yeah, you, you wish. Look, the point is Bloody that time. I felt like I was thrown off a little bit by having people next to me. And yeah, it's nerve wracking. And the ironic thing is the guy who was the least nervous about it was Adrian because he doesn't care. But and, it was important for us. Yes. So, because
0: I'm actually trying to remember this, are there four catchers, or are you going one at a time?
1: Yeah, four they catchers. lined up four catchers yeah. for us. So you're not really on the mound. Who was on the no, mound? No one. Ah. We were
2: actually in front of the
1: mound, right? Which is even <laughs> more of an excuse to not, <laughs> not
2: bounce one to the backstop.
1: Right. How can we not have that video? I mean, we have to have it's it. It's there.
2: I can't find it. I can't find it. I've I've gone online. I. I I haven't been able to find it, so maybe someone out there can find it for us. All right, but anyway, so man.
0: We're, we're gonna we're gonna think that that everybody hit the mitt. Adrian did not hit the mitt. It's
2: yeah. just that no, simple. I, I mean, it bounced twice before it reached the catcher.
1: It was fun though, and the <laughs> Yankees. You know, Doug's friends with Tashera, um, so it was extra special to have it be for the Yankees. And we were kind of chilling with the Yankees, and you know, kind of bullshitting with Posada and Teixeira. and it was it was. Uh, It was one of the special experiences, you know, it's one of the the
0: perks. It was pretty awesome, and my son was there, and and maybe Grenier was trying to throw, like, a hanging curve. You know, do you think he (laughs) he went for something? He spun it into the ground. (laughs) Sundance, one of all of our favorite episodes, and uh, after we get through this, Rob Weiss, the uh, writer of the episode, will come on and talk about it. So, I want to talk about opening. Scott Venner, one of his early picks, Obi-Trice. Just such a great beat as these guys are coming off the plane. And I watched it like last night, and I'm like, wow, it just feels cold. It feels this. Do you remember feeling cold? No, it was hot. I, we were in, I, you we were in Burbank.
2: <laughs> was so, it in
1: Burbank? So so for the for the audience, we would we would start to usually shoot our seasons in February, March. Usually. So Sundance was in January. So the we went basically, and the first thing we did was shoot all the exteriors of Sundance at Sundance, and then we started, and we did episode one, two, three, four, five, six, and then when we came back, we did the interiors of episode seven in L.A., and and one of those shots was now us in our, our winter clothes, yes. but we were on the Hats, runway, and it was 100 coats. degrees. Oh,
2: it was horrible. How did you get the mountains, though? Was that a... you Did put that in post, or...?
0: I gotta be honest. I'm embarrassed to say normally Connolly doesn't remember things. I really thought we shot that in in Utah, so I said to him this morning. I called him. I'm like, God, that, that opening, it just is like it feels like Sundance, and he's like, Well, it wasn't. <laughs> it was like it was.
1: Was it Burbank or LAX, Kev?
0: You know what? Was it might
2: have been LAX, it or it, it might have been San, uh, It was could have been Santa Monica Airport. No,
1: sorry, right, Doug, you got the look. There's John Wayne Airport. They have a they have a shooting terminal. Yep and that's what it was it was a shooting oh, okay. runway and a shooting terminal that we were that we did on
0: and as Connolly reminded me also the opening shot which is absolutely i just love it the slow mo the beat playing that actually was not
1: that was not Sundance. The plan, though,
0: but didn't you say it was a pickup? Um, like- no, no,
1: no. We, we well, that's right. I mean, I guess theoretically we could have shot that in in Sundance, but we didn't have an airport. So I just remember having to put on that black North Face, and it was stop in your tracks, hot right. like mm-hmm. June in LA. Yeah. It was a
2: sheepskin giant coat with <laughs> yeah. a back cowboy hat it's, i love that look by the way that was a great
0: look it is really weird though because i do now i remember when you brought it up and i remember how hot that day was and when i look at you guys on the screen which is part of the fun of looking back at the show because i don't feel like i had any involvement anymore it's just watching it as a fan and uh You guys look cold. And Dylan, like just the gloves, you don't, no one seems uncomfortably hot. You really seem like you can almost feel like the breeze and, and it gets you pumped up for this episode, which, you know, let's get into it. But uh, Doug,
1: while you're talking about the look, I have to say this because I'll, I'll never forget this. If you notice, everybody is wearing a hat. Dylan's got a cowboy hat. Adrian's wearing a cool beanie. Jerry's got, I show up in my beanie. And I see Dung, and I see the guys, like little busybodies, and I could see, I'm like, oh, something's going on. I didn't think it was about me. Lo and behold, Doug walks up, he's like, nah, I don't get it. I go, <laughs> I go uh, you don't get what? I don't get it. Like, "I, you don't get what, Doug? He's like, you just don't look like a powerful manager. <laughs> I'm not getting a power vibe. I'm like, excuse me, like so. I, I, I what? I, I'm taking off the beanie. Is and then he's like, yeah. I would prefer that you didn't wear the beanie. I'm like, okay. So was so this your own choice? No, I, I, I mean, everybody had beanies on, right? Wardrobe, and, and when we show up on set, you yanked my beanie. You
0: yanked his beanie? That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny to think back about because there was a lot of stuff with hats. How much could they be in hats? How much are they not? You're hat-sensitive, too. I, I guess, but when I look at that, I'm, I'm just telling you, whatever it is, everything about you guys walking off that plane feels right. Like Jerry, Jerry's big red jacket, Dylan's outfit is... A home run ten. Yeah, I love that outfit.
1: Uh, yeah, it was a good one. But I don't remember
0: what you were wearing, even though I saw it. I, I
1: had the. By the way, which I still have. It's a. It's a. It's like a black North Face, which is the best jacket that you can have. It's like a straight up black North Face. You can wear it in a in a dressy scenario. You can wear it in a casual scenario. Still have it hanging in the closet. Good piece. Can you we talk need.
2: about that walk and talk? So, the, some of the lines in that one were great, but it's also,
1: Kev. Remember our first real big. That was like a three pager up the block, yes, down the street, oneer.
2: Yes. Well, no, no. There was two walking talks in that episode. I was talking about the one getting off the plane, oh, yeah, okay, which was a great one. That's when I'm like, oh, it's not like Hunter Mountain. We got ice in Hunter Mountain, <laughs> and you're like, uh, who wants to who wants to ski ice, men? Men. You Men-y. literally, I watched that episode today. <laughs> You were ho- barely holding it together. You were I laughing. was
0: laughing. I was falling out of you character. You almost blew I that take
2: from laughing so much.
0: And I love like, everything about that opening scene has so much to do with at least how I think Collie and I grew up. I don't know. Did you go to Hunter Mountain? Because I oh, yeah. did. So that about, was the yeah. four, only place to go. Really? <laughs> right. So it was like ice snowing and the funny thing is that drama would be complaining about perfect condition snowing. Like anyone (laughs) who anyone who doesn't ski on ice is a loser. Ski powder. I mean, try Vernon Valley.
1: <laughs> well, no, like, if you look, on Long Island, if you wanted to do, like, do re- any real skiing, you went to Killington or Vermont. Yeah. Hunter Mountain was for, like, you well, know. Well, Vernon Valley was the close one, though. By the way. We could you could get know, there in an hour. You know where Vernon Valley is? Still Action kids. Park. Action Park. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Action Park is Vernon Valley. Now,
0: we should, obviously, Connelly named his company Action Park. You've all been there, right? You've been yeah. there. I mean, Action Park was a sick place. You it, know. Was loved great. It, loved it was it. great. It And, and mean, there's a they, documentary you should check out on Netflix. It's It's great. Rob Weiss, who was the big inspiration for Billy Walsh, was in Sundance. The hit of Sundance in ninety three, ninety four. I, at the same time, was in the Palm Springs Festival, which is a good festival. Doing what? But it is now, Doug. It? Right? At no, the... this was a short
2: film. Oh, okay, Doug. Thing. At the
1: time, it was was it not a joke when, or not a joke, but like uh, kind of a knock, like oh, I was at Palm Springs. But now, Palm Springs may be more credible than Sundance.
0: Yeah, I mean, Palm Springs wow. has gotten good now, but like at the time. I got into Palm Springs with my short film. I felt great. And then Weiss, who you'll meet and love in a a little bit, he's like, oh, have fun at Palm Springs. I'll be at Sundance.
1: (laughs) And And then he won. And then he won. And so the
2: line... I was the toast of the town. That was really about Rob.
0: That was
1: probably hundred his...
2: percent.
0: There's so much about Rob that was in Billy Walsh and the episode. I mean, Rob. He's not crazy as as Billy Walsh's character was, but there was that kind of manic energy out of him. So then we get inside where the manager, who I I don't think it would have been great if you were wearing a beanie you know when you met Hardy. I'll,
1: I'll be honest. I I look at it. And yeah, it might've looked, it might've looked weird, me in a beanie, like in my black North face, like, hi, Harvey, <laughs> uh, Eric Murphy, uh, Vince's manager. <laughs> but you know, it was funny. Like he walks out, Maury Chaykin, great actor, played Harvey yes. Weinstein, walks out in his first line is, ah, nothing like a good shit. Something, <laughs> like, something like that. It Give was me a just, napkin,
2: son. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it, it was funny. And, and And it's funny too. The other thing is, you know, remember all of the exteriors were in Sundance and then Months later, we shot the interiors here in L.A. So the bathroom we shot in L.A. Yes, at not at wow. not at the Long Beach Airport. Uh, yes,
2: yes, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. We
1: shot all the interiors, like any interior that we could possibly have, we shot here in L.A. Right. So we, all the everything we shot in Sundance was exterior.
0: So on a side, a couple of things. Maury Chaykin, who played Harvey, is absolutely amazing, and rest in peace also. We have two great actors in this episode. We talked about Stanley DeSantis last time, but he's in this one also. They both passed away uh, shortly after this. Not Did long... Maury and... Chaykin
1: pass away shortly after? Yeah, I mean, a couple of years. Not right.
0: like Stanley, that was that right. quick. But they... anyway, I mean, just... Yeah, they started talking about a curse after they did after that. They were oh, like, oh the Chris entourage man. curse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was Which actually I, I was know, actually, actually trying fine. to remember because of, of, there were other people that died, and that's why they did say that. But anyway, yeah. Mori was and Stanley were incredible. But Maury comes in and you know just to talk about the real Harvey for a second because. Um, Harvey Weinstein obviously was arrested. He's in jail right now, which is crazy. Forever, he <laughs> owes me fifty thousand dollars and he never paid me for a script. After no way. Tra- true story. Oh but, I would
1: uh, kiss that one goodbye, Doug. Yeah,
0: I don't think I'm getting that anytime soon. But, but Harvey, after when Harvey got arrested, I was just sitting around minding my own business, and my phone rang, and it was TMZ calling my cell phone. And uh, I picked up, and they're like, "It's TMZ," and we, you know, we wanted to talk. You were one of the first people to expose Harvey, and I was like, I was kind of like, "Huh, where's this going?" And then they go, "Why didn't you include any of the sexual assault allegations?" Just to be clear for the record, I at that point in my life had never met Harvey. He was this legendary bully. That's all I had ever heard about him and knew about him. And we actually offered the part to Harvey Weinstein to start with. And he turned us down, so we got someone to be as close to Harvey. But I didn't know anything about that. And, you know, he owes me $50,000. I don't like him. I hope he rots in jail. But Maury was great. So. Also, now, now, too,
1: Doug, Kev, I spoke to Gary Goldman today, who was our first AD. And Julian Freno was the director. I just found this out. Apparently, Harvey was there when we were shooting. The real yeah. Harvey Weinstein was there. Wow. And Julian and Gary Goldman walked up to him and said – Hey man, we figured we'd take one more shot. Any way wow. you play yourself in this, and he didn't blow him off. He said, "Ah, oh, let me think about it," and he kind of walked away on the phone. But they they had off they had offered him the role because that, we didn't we weren't shooting the Harvey stuff till months later. You know. Now, have you guys heard that there
2: was a rumor that we were blacklisted? by Harvey for uh, you know, doing this, for doing the whole entourage
0: thing. Yeah, I, have you ever heard that? Of course. Kind of because I
2: heard that a long time ago.
0: Well, number one, I heard that. Number two, Kevin Connolly called me up after Harvey saw the episode. He saw Kevin at a bar <laughs> and told him he was going to kill me. Right? I <laughs> mean, like, Kevin could say exactly he what He did. Happened. He was like, oh, I,
1: and again, like, you know, you don't know, I don't know, I never knew the guy, so I don't. you don't know him well enough to know if he's kidding or not, but he's like, do your producers know that I fucking kill people? <laughs> or something like that. And Kinda of joking, but I like immediately step aside I'm like, by the way, Doug, Harvey Weinstein's gonna kill you and you're never working again. But really
0: really how it happened though, it was New Year's Eve. I was sitting in the office by myself. My family was in Hawaii and I was trying to figure out the next episode. I had no idea, I was losing my mind and Connolly called me he was having a great time, and he was kind of laughing, but he was also kind of like, "He'll kill you. This is a big guy." And I was like, that's where the whole idea for the episode came up for later, where Harvey holds a knife to Kevin. So I, I obviously was not, uh, was not worried about it, but yes, I did hear that we were had some trouble, but yeah.
1: I had a couple of questions. There were and, and maybe I misheard this, Doug. Was drama married? <laughs> There's so many things in here, Dylan. You said I was married once. Yes. I tried
0: that. that yeah. yeah, yeah. We we confirmed that a couple of times on this but, show. Yeah, we didn't get. We didn't really get into it too deep. We never got into that. And that I, I think we'll talk about with Rob Weiss a little bit. The Larry Charles Jimmy Kimmel episode. He had a great thing about Drama's old fiancé, and it kind of stuck there. But you look at the last two episodes. Vince says he's part Japanese. Dil, uh,
2: dra- <laughs>
0: drama says he's part Chilean. He's got Chilean, Chilean blood. Yes, he's full of it, yeah.
1: He'll do anything to get a job. <laughs> Dylan, that was also the first time where you – and I and you knew that I loved it, so you threw it in there wherever you could for the next bunch of seasons like – Oh, you slay me! You slay <laughs> me. That was a little improv. A little hilarious, <laughs> Connolly. I hilarious. was about to say
0: that felt like an. I I didn't yeah. think that was written, but <laughs> yeah. it felt so good, and that and that whole scene. So, but we get outside of the Harvey scene. By the way, Doug. Uh, uh, now,
2: you correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember saying to you at one stage the idea of doing like this cock blocking episode. And I said, because me and my buddies used to do that on purpose, like really just totally try and right. the other guy. Right. And I feel like you might have <laughs>
0: wrote that for me bringing that up to you. We definitely, that was the writer's room thing. Dylan said this and this and that, which yeah. maybe we'll ask you if you ever had that real situation going on in life that happens later in this episode. <laughs> no no
2: sword crossing. <laughs> I actually watched the episode with my parents <laughs> and my mom was like. Oh, they go too far. They go too far. (laughs) First, he was going, what is sword crossing? My dad's like, don't you worry about it, Mary Ellen. (laughs) You know, it was tough for me is I had a, Kissed the girl after Jerry had just kissed her. Like I don't want to kiss her now. Then. Right, but you did
1: multiple takes, so at the end of the day, yeah, he was getting a little bit. The whole thing was awful. Uh, I, I was watching that scene
0: too, and a little uncomfortable about that. I was thinking about that, but so well anyway. We meet Sarah Carter, and you know this is a funny. She was really good. She was really great, great and great. that was really funny scene where you guys are trying to impress her with your your ignorance about the Sudan. The Sudan ends. Jackass. <laughs> jackass was an
2: improv. That's
0: another one. (laughs) The way, I mean, honestly, I know people, they say this all the time. Is Kevin Dillon acting or is that him? The fact that he turns that pseudonym, the way he delivers it, there's a few moments in this episode, the uh, new wave cinema brother. Like the (laughs) brother was not, the brother was improv for sure. I mean, it's just, and it's delivery that when you have the perfect mesh of actor and writer, you you get both things and, and that happened. All right, welcome back. And uh, so we we jumped ahead a little bit, but we're gonna go back because we got Drama and Turtle, which I don't think we'd seen before this. But they're competing for the same girl, which is funny. And we get to that that house, which again was shot here. That was not shot at Sundance, but it's got a great feel of a snow house. But then the guys find out they have bunk beds, which I, I just it made me laugh today. I mean, it just you know, do you, do you
2: remember Jerry jumped onto the bottom bunk and he broke it.
0: Yeah, it
1: really I did mean, break, that, right? Yeah,
2: that was not scripted. He just it just broke. He jumped i it so hard. That was the, the bigger cherry.
1: I felt bad for him when that happened. Yeah, I felt bad for him.
0: I, I love that, you know, again, drama is like, you know, he wants to get into the screening for the Spanish Spielberg. I just,
1: it's just. That guy was good, too. That guy was, good yeah. that guy was a good actor. Yeah, That guy was a good actor. Yeah. And we shot that at Alejandra. the Egyptian here, right? No, it was in Los Pasadena. Feliz. Yes. Oh, Los Feliz. Oof. Yes, I remember Pasadena. Those no, no, making right. up towns. <laughs>
0: James Cameron was writing Avatar in the trailer while wow. he was shooting this, wow. and I swear to I swear to you that James Cameron. I don't know if he was being sarcastic, and I love this guy. He is a hero of mine. But he came out. He said, "How do you? How do you write?" These characters that are just talking like regular people. I'm writing these blue people and
1: this. (laughs) But I I didn't know what he was talking about because I didn't know what the movie was. That was Avatar and Connolly. Well, well, a couple things. Cameron, so obviously Cameron didn't come to Sundance with us. So Cameron (laughs) shot in LA. Right. And it was a fun couple of days because you got James Cameron in the makeup chair and he sits down in the makeup, remember this still? And he's like, so this is what you guys fucking complain about all day? <laughs> Sitting in a chair and getting pampered and your makeup and your hair. Do you remember what I said to him? Give it to me. <laughs> I always You're knew weird. we'd
2: be- <laughs> I, I said, yeah, I always knew we'd work together. I didn't expect it to be like this. I <laughs> <laughs> always knew we be working I didn't think we be, act, be acting didn't think with it would me. I well, like this.
1: I don't know if one of you was involved with this, but I got to the set and Yeah, we tried to get him. We, yeah, yeah. We we were Dylan, we all were. Fucking with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were so, like, you got to fuck with Doug. So Gary, Go-
0: Gary <laughs> Goldman comes running over. It's like 6:30. Gary Goldman first AD. First AD Gary Goldman, he's like, Cameron is freaking the fuck out. I'm like I'm like about what? He says his pages have been changed. This isn't what he signed up for. And like, by the way, no offense, that's a Dylan thing. Like, if Dylan came to set and there's like new pages, it's not good. But there weren't new pages. He just had his thing. I'm like, I'm like, really? So anyway, I race in this golf cart and I get to Cameron. He's screaming on the set. And he's like, Where's fucking Doug Allen? And I am like, it's James Cameron. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, what's going on? And as I remember, I do see Connolly like huddling, like, like yeah, yeah. snickering or whatever. But I, am like, Mr. Cam, I'm, and I'm serious. I'm like, Mr- you said, oh, 100%. Mr. Cameron. Oh, a hundred percent. I might have gotten down, like, and bowed to him, and I'm like, Mr. Cameron, and he he could not keep a straight face. And the whole crew just busted out. It. it was it was very funny. He so, was
1: he was really cool. I always said this about all the directors that would come on the show. They were just so happy to not be directing yeah. that yeah, they yeah. were just chilling. We were standing out side of the sound stage, and I didn't even know Cameron was looking and, and uh, a car with tinted windows was driving by and I looked at myself in the tint and like you know <laughs> fixed my hair or something and I hear you gotta be fucking kidding me <laughs> I turned around and there was Cameron <laughs> he was he was really cool and I, Doug I can't believe I, I never told you this story were you almost one of the blue guys in so, Avatar? so no listen so, so I, get a, <laughs> I get a phone call that uh, there's a role in Avatar of course there's no script but it's a real role, and and James Cameron wants to test you, screen test you. Wow. And I'm like, immediately, you know, the anxiety, the nerve shoots. I get the pages. I mean, I when I tell you this that I— This was before
2: he shot with us? No, this after? was after. after
1: okay. This was after. So I, I'm like, man, I, I really—obviously, right? I worked, I worked, I worked. So get the address for the audition. It's a Malibu address. Pull in Malibu. And all of a sudden, I realize, like, I'm at this guy's house, Right? So now I'm twice as nervous. I walk in. <laughs> he brings me into like a screening room. And he sits me down and with 3D glasses we watch 20 minutes of Avatar. Okay, this is wow. this is months. How before do he I not know this story? Right? I've no, this it. is true. So, like, I, but I could tell he's like me. Irish guys to, have their own stories. He's trying to loosen me up. A little. He's trying to get me comfortable. We watch a little bit of the movie. I'm thinking he's I got trying this. To loosen you I'm up? What I... are we talking about? This sounds bad. I'm thinking I got he gave this. Gave you movie. a roofie? I'm thinking I got this movie in the bag. Right? So we go in now. Mr.
2: Cameron, I would do anything. For
1: this movie. <laughs> Putting you on a casting in, couch, and for whatever reason, where I guess because of the light, we're we're <laughs> shooting the screen test in his kitchen. Okay, now I'm I'm by the way golf. I'm putting a golf ball in the scene, and Who, I'm like who's there? Just uh, him. It's and the you? casting director, uh, a camera operator, and Cameron in and, his kitchen. In his kitchen, and I and and now looking back at it, I think it was a lighting thing. Right. By the way, Giovanni Rabisi got the role. Okay. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> And it seemed
2: like he was doing Ari during that whole part, right? <laughs> he was pulling an Ari move. I
1: swear to God, James Cameron is like like rolling around on the floor with the camera, shooting me from different angles, but he's like at my feet, and I'm reading with the casting director trying to he's, – he's literally two feet away from me wow. on the floor, like shooting me at every angle. And I don't know if he was like trying to get – I don't know what he was trying to get in my head, but I'll be the first one to admit. I, I just I, – I, I choked under the pressure. I mean, I, how I
0: nervous were you? I'm nervous listening to this. I, I mean, was
1: more nervous – Being in his kitchen and at (laughs) his house and in his driveway and at his, you know, it just. I didn't know that, that it was at his house. So I, 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 I did not get Rabisi like, it? Do you feel it's one that got away? Do you think Giovanni... No, no. It was a good... By the way, it would have been a great part thing to be a part of. It ended up being like a real role, a cool role. But um, the worst thing about it was I was like... It was some holiday, like maybe you know Thanksgiving or something. And I was in Cabo with a couple of friends. And one of them was a pretty high-powered manager. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm up for this James Cat, I tell the whole story. And he's like... Nah, you know, Giovanni Ribisi got the offer on Friday, <laughs> and I was like, "No, nah, I didn't know that. I that didn't w- know that." That, Merry Chuck- that, that wasn't Chucky. That no, wasn't Chucky telling. Wasn't Chucky telling you? Leo's talking to Cameron about a fish. <laughs> Pretty movie? much. So, have you ever spoken
0: to Giovanni about that? I mean, Giovanni was on the show season. I don't even know what. But
1: yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, no, I, didn't, we never, never talked about it. I, you know, I'm sure a bunch of people read for the role, but I honestly, I, I had it, and it was mine to lose, and I lost it. Fuck. That's- Whatever.
0: That's
2: the
1: life goes on. Uh, By the way, Dylan,
0: Dylan's like, thank God I only get
2: offers. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I got an offer on that one. I wish I had the audition. Now we're gonna get to
0: back to us. We're not the geniuses, but (laughs) back to you, KD. You don't have to be silent. You need a beer. I need a beer. And- yeah, stock <laughs> tip. Get me a beer, bro. Get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have stock tip. Is someday going to be a part of this show because he is funny. But right he's now- coming off
1: a suspension. Yeah, he got yeah. in trouble with Connolly. Yeah.
0: What was he suspended for?
1: I don't think it's uh, pro- appropriate <laughs> for the air. To talk about that, but uh, happy to discuss we'll get- it. It
0: wasn't but- the. Now I'm scared. I don't even know if we ever talked about on the air. But stock tip, who I love to death. But you know, we do these little clips for social media, and he spelled. Wayne Gretzky's name oh, wrong man. in the I subtitle. I didn't
1: talk to him for like four. I was, I was devastated.
0: I <laughs> want to get to that scene, but uh, all right, we'll go in order. But Google really was barely there yet when you guys talk about it. So now kids yes. are probably watching the show. Well, it's there and there
2: now? Wayne Gretzky. So That's this right. Scene, I was going, uh, how do you know this stuff, Turtle? He's
0: like, <laughs> I Googled it, jackass. Yeah, and I just think like people watching it now would be like, well, obviously, it's not that complicated. But yeah. 15 years ago with the sidekick, which is still, in my opinion, The best device ever made. I love that thing. It had AOL Messenger, but it was just, it was a great, I don't know. You know what it was? It was
1: a good typing device. Yeah, it was a great typing device. And like, Doug, you have this like weird anger about you where you could like flip (laughs) that screen open like... If you were, like, mad, you could, like, snap the screen open or close. It was like a good, it's like a good venting tool for well, your, it was, to your anger, your it was wild a very, rage.
0: It was a very important tool during the, the U2 episode. I mean, I was talking to six cameras with that thing. I love it. Anyway, the I was that all, camera all about that, was. that Razor. Oh, my the God. God the Razor that was the was big one example. for us, right? Yep. We love the Razor. And Dylan, when he would come into audition, like, at first, we were on our sidekicks or oh, yeah. our second, or whatever. So, anyway, we get to this scene, which Dylan loves the walk and talks. This was a difficult walk and talk. Yes. We don't, we don't, we're not shutting down Sundance. The Sundance Film Festival is going on, and we're filming a four-page scene with five actors, who, two who have to throw snowballs that really don't throw the, the snowball that <laughs> but well. But that
1: was after the cut. That was after the cut. Now, remember, we're walking down the hill, across the street, no traffic control. And it was season two of the show, you know. Maybe some people recognized Dylan or 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 Piven. You know, maybe not so much Grenier or uh, Jerry. or right? I, But I think they just thought we were. I don't know. They we ruined a couple takes. They, they, a right? A couple but takes it were ruined by right, but it. But what we weren't. What I ran we, into a friend there. We weren't I what we a became walking down during the, the scene. Straight,
2: like, we're we're rolling. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get out of
1: here. <laughs> it just it just was. People were just not sure what to make of it. But you know, it, it was on, the pressure on the actors to not. You know, if you made it to the bottom of the hill and somebody forgot the last line, you basically screwed the whole team over. And walking
2: up that hill was no fun. They started driving us
1: up the hill. That's right, they were driving us back to the one spot. We're
2: exhausted. Someone drive us up there.
0: So, but anyway, that scene it looks so good and it's so important you know as we said we're shooting some of this stuff in LA but this episode really feels like you're at Sundance and we were in the middle of it and, and we're yes. still the end of the scene after the snowball fight which was great which is you know good story stuff about Vince Cameron's not just coming to see Vince which is what happens and you know I think that's where the line is which is a really great line which is um, not my line so I'm not saying I'm great um, was uh, kind of saying you're great a little bit because uh, no, I, appro- I approved it made you're sure great. it was in it but uh, it's you don't come to Sundance for the no, you come for the heat, and back then it was true. Like you, could, your career could be made at the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah, still and, can. And if James Cameron was coming to see your movie, it was important. But Ari lets them know that this is not happening, and then has you know uh, Russell Crowe. We wanted on the show forever, but basically they want to take this Harvey movie.
1: Yeah, so we we sit we sit down with Harvey. He's pitching the movie to Vince, tapping the source, the Surfer movie. I don't know, Dylan, if you remember this, but when we're having the scene with Harvey. Where he's like, I've been trying to make this movie for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Josh Hartnett, but he has no motor skills. He can't stand up on a yeah. moving object, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say the line. More like the Harvey character says the line. Life goes on. One night I'm in New York I like at this party and like smoking cigarettes with like Josh Hartnett and having a very friendly conversation. <laughs> Couldn't have been a nicer guy. But he keeps making these comments. Like, I
2: got day. no motor skills. He, that, huh? But he's
1: like, hey, you may want to light a cigarette. You know me. I can't. Uh, hold, I can't. And I'm like, <laughs> but the first time he says it, I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. That's weird. Um, and then a little bit later, he's like, whoa, hold on. You're coming through. You know me. You can't stand up. I'm like, <laughs> finally, I'm like, That's yo, dude. Funny. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, no motor skills, man. Can't stand up on a moving up just <laughs> or something like that.
0: And it's we it's we have those situations. So the Josh Hartnett, because we are all, all are big fans of Josh Hartnett. But you know the other one, there's a there's a hit at Kevin Smith. But some of the things. Usually, we were not nasty to people. And the Vince Vaughn thing, I, I'll apologize for because I love it him. Is. But it wasn't meant to be nasty. But the Kevin Smith one was meant to be nasty. Rob Weiss is coming on later. But what happened was Rob Weiss, Shannon Doherty, and Rob Weiss were- Oh, is
1: that where the Kevin Smith, Rob Weiss beef? Yeah. Shannon Doherty, wow.
0: They were engaged when she made the movie Mallrats. And whatever happened, Weiss was on Ethan set. Ethan
1: Sapley, American Glutton. He was in Mallrats? Yeah, he's the guy staring at the picture.
0: Wow! Could someone, by the way, just hit Connolly for? Do, is kissing a fool mentioned more than American <laughs> Glutton? Just
1: anyway, I'm trying guy, I got to keep pace. <laughs> Promoting so your old movies, so I got to promote other podcasts. So whatever
0: happened with with Rob Weiss and Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith was quoted in an article calling Rob Weiss. Vanilla Weiss. Well, okay. they, no, they
1: were asking him, like, do you have any idea why these guys on Entourage would be, you know, saying this stuff about you? And he's like, well, I don't know. I can only assume it came from Rob Vanilla Weiss. <laughs> wow. I,
0: I don't know if it was reversing up,
1: but anyway, well, Rob... Rob is sensitive, so we probably shouldn't mention the Vanilla Weiss.
0: Thing. Yeah, but yeah. Rob, Rob wanted to hit him back, so we got him back. It was similar to, you know, when Connolly wanted to hit Stephen Dorff back and whatever, you guys will we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, it's also a
1: good episode, Comic-Con.
0: And now, and then I think we get to the, you know, what the heart of the show is usually. I I, I guess that's not the right thing I'm looking for. But E and Vince, they have to do their straight stuff. And to me, it's the stuff that elevates us, which is,
1: you know. I mean, Dylan, you provide some comedy, but we elevate.
0: I, I, I don't mean it like that. I mean, for storylines, it's like Ian Vince have to make this decision. They got to decide between a, a Harvey movie that's guaranteed and done and, like, taking a chance that James Cameron's actually going to sit through this four-hour movie and, and, and watch it. And I, this, I love the scene with the two of you. And again, I know it's like people can say whatever they want. It's wish fulfillment. There's two beautiful girls in the hot tub. But it's very realistic and it's very kind of grounded guys making a decision together and, and going, we're going to roll the dice. I watched this show like again, like I've never seen it. And I had such a big smile on my face because, you know, everyone who's had some success in this business remembers that one phone call that was like, a game changer. I know when mine was, I want to talk about you as, but when he goes, James Cameron's on the phone and he's in the helicopter. That and, was awesome. And offers this thing. It's honestly, it's one of those moments that you, 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 you wish you're in a theater to see. Cause you know, mm-hmm. people are cheering and, and Ari's dancing in the street and these guys, everything they've gone through in the six episodes, you really feel it. And you really care. And you're talking about something that's like a movie star getting a movie. Why do you care? And the reason you care is because, these best friends are in this together, and they've taken the chance and all of that. So,
1: and Cameron's really good.
0: Cameron's great. He did a he's great made, job.
1: He's and because by the way, he's made that call
0: a hundred yeah. times. Yeah. And by the way, right? he, I mean, how many times? He, has Cameron he may have made been, been an call? actor at some stage too. He probably did. Probably now, he now when he didn't make that call was after Conley was yeah, in his kitchen. Make, I, tell you, I, know, I tell you, who didn't get that call was me. But oh, he no. he was he was uh, f- actually flying his own helicopter there. Really? No, that's wow. not true. Was, that's not. True. But. You just you, you got that feeling. Do you remember that call? I remember the call. When when I got the call that HBO picked up this show. I had already made two movies Kissing a Fool. I don't know if you've heard of it. And they would sold to I'd sold the <laughs> I'd sold studios, but nothing felt like it when I got the call from HBO that this pilot was picked up and we were going to series. It's a big deal. It yeah, was it no was doubt. it was a moment I thought it was a game changer for my life. Do you would remember? Would
1: you call it euphoric? Would you say like I'm serious, actually. Well, right? The
0: tragedy for me, and I think Dylan will have a different answer, it was euphoric for about 10 seconds. Then I went into a complete panic, like, what is the show? How am I going to come up with more episodes? Like, blah, blah, blah. But do you remember, a mo- like, well, I know I've you've worked for 30 years. Yeah, yeah
2: I've had a, a couple of them. Definitely Platoon, when it got
0: that had to be
2: the nomination for Best Picture, yeah. and then it winning Best Picture, and wow. I was part of it. That was a big one. You're a you were a big part of it. Did
1: you go to the Oscars? Did you get on the stage? I didn't go. Okay. A lot of dudes.
2: A lot of dudes. A lot of dudes.
1: This is going to sound like I'm being sarcastic, but it really is true. And more of it was about my age, but, you know, and in hindsight. But, you know, when I got the actual call on the Rotary Landline phone in the kitchen that I got the role in Rocky Five. Yeah, that was the closest thing to Doug's got a look on it. Doug no, got, but I'm it, going. That's amazing. Yeah, That's like, like I'm 14 like, years old.
2: It, it was in your big wheel commercial,
1: <laughs> by the way. You know, John Avildsen won the Oscar for Rocky One. He's directing Rocky Five. I got the role, and it was the closest thing to euphoric that I've. Had in my career. Such
0: Cheerios. Such a Cheerio commercial. Show. I just want to jump in because I am not making fun of that at all. I mean, it's Rocky, it's Sylvester Stallone, which, by the way, is still going and still successful. Unfortunately, that one was the one that didn't work. But <laughs> but I'm saying it's like to get that call f- because of who?
1: <laughs> not because of me. Believe me, I was at th-
0: That's the reason Cameron didn't put him in Avatar. He was like, you <laughs> fucked up Rocky Five. I'm not putting him in this.
1: Now, by the time the Entourage call came, I was slightly jaded at that point, thinking, like, okay. So we got picked up for eight episodes. I would have no idea that it would go on to, you know, if I would have known, I would have had a different reaction. Maybe that's my most euphoric moment.
0: What was your entourage moment, though? I mean, My
1: entourage moment was, like I said, I mean, it was a great thing. And it was like, okay, it was exciting. But, you know, I think there was a healthy amount of cynicism. Yeah, I I was telling Doug, I, I had a really bad flu. I was super sick. And on the, this, I mean, I was just waiting for this fever to break. I was like laying on the floor. Do you ever, you know, when you're sick and you wake up in that puddle of sweat, your fever breaks and you're like, oh my God. Mm. I was like so happy that this, you could just feel this flu out of my body. And the phone rang and it was Wahlberg called me to tell me that the show was picked up. Yeah. And he I gave was, it a call too. That would be number two for me.
0: And that's why I say for you guys, that's like. I mean, that's as close as you're going to get the camera. You have a giant movie star calling you up and telling you, like, yeah. life's yeah. about to change. and, yeah. Yeah. and uh,
1: But you I know. still wasn't sure. Maybe Dylan was a little bit more sure. I, I was. was. I, I had I, a healthy believed, amount of cynicism. Uh, apparently,
2: I was the only one who believed that this show was going <laughs> to go on and be a great hit. <laughs> So I've done enough bad ones to know yeah. this one was good.
0: Well, I mean, it's—I think that's a special moment, and and like I said, I wish I got the call from Wahlberg. I didn't. I got it from Lev, which wasn't as exciting, but <laughs> but uh, you know, it was it was a game changer for all of us. And uh, you know, it's like I've said earlier today. It feels like there is like a, a turning of the tide. In the last week, the Tampa Bay Rays are playing Victory Johnny
2: Drama. That was
1: crazy. Dylan, did you yeah. hear about that from Doug, or did you see Doug, it? Doug sent me a,
2: a text, but I couldn't really see the screen. It was kind of a, a little washed out, but that's yeah. pretty I, They've
0: been doing it all year. They've though, been right? doing it all year, which I didn't know. Then Tom Brady posts something on his Instagram where he's playing the song, and he's got – four bucks that look like you guys a little bit, you know, walking. Oh, and wow. And then I didn't see that. I and then George Kittle. Did you see that? George Kittle post no. after they, the Niners win this week, George Kittle post victory, Johnny drama. So really? Wow. It really is amazing. Wow. And like 15 years ago, Steve Levy, who I, I went to high school with, he put on Sports Center said victory Johnny drama and I was like oh he's throwing us a little favor but now fifteen years later they're it's, still saying it they're still saying trying. it and yeah. and it's a tribute to obviously Dylan uh, specifically because they're not yelling any e shit out there but um, <laughs> well not... you wrote it too Doug, so <laughs> yeah that's... well whatever and,
1: and then the podcast it turned into victory the podcast <laughs> and the podcast
0: <laughs> yeah. is now is now rolling and and as we say we're asking everybody spread the word you know it's like yeah. you know we're we're really not we're doing this for. Fun. We hope someday we get paid, or at least Connolly does. But <laughs> working you know, on it, working but, on it. But anyway, this has been—it's been great. We got Rob Weiss. Yeah, coming I'm
1: excited up. to hear what Weiss has to say. We let's got Weiss coming a- up, yeah, so let's guess.
0: let's take a break and bring him on. Welcome back, Victory the Podcast, and we have you know this is such a great guest because there's so much about this man, this legend that the myth, play, the myth that plays into the show, but also plays into the friendship behind the scenes. So when I first came out here, here's here's how the story goes. I make this little short film. It's a pre-friends David Schwimmer pre-kissing a fool <laughs> as well, Collin. I know you again. like that. It's Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters, and I make Ooh, this film and. It, it gets a lot of attention, gets me an agent, gets me into the Palm Springs Film Festival. And all of a sudden, I'm like, sort of like a little star with this little nothing film that Showtime buys. In Long Island, meanwhile, my friend from ninth and 10th grade, Rob Weiss, makes an independent film called The Monk's Friends. And it explodes, Honestly, It Still holds up. Yes. It, but it still holds up, but it explodes. It goes to Sundance. It becomes the hit. Rob becomes this... This major star in my short film is basically nothing. And and Rob has a three-picture deal at Universal. I'm going to visit him on the lot. I'm like, Rob, will you watch my little film? Anyway, the man, the myth, the legend, the first call I made when this show got picked up to try to convince him to come on to the show to
3: write. Rob Weiss, what's happening? Well, that's I, honestly, I'm st- you're amazing at this, man. That's yeah, he's good, great right? at this. I'm like, like this guy was born to do this, he man. Was, I'm like, holy shit. He's so, and he's so happy, you know? Yeah, he is. So much happier than... And he is in a writer's room. Oh, you know, you never smile like this. You know? tough on the
2: set. I have yeah, yeah, said ex- that, though. Excellent.
3: Man. I have said that, though,
0: that Connelly, like, saved my life because I was meant to do this. I was not meant to sit in a writer's room. And we talked to Larry Charles. I mean, Charles. you're still miserable. Well, <laughs> I mean, you turn <laughs> yeah, it yeah, on. Was, the, when was, the cameras are
3: yeah, on. well, he was miserable 10 seconds before the... Exactly. Before <laughs> exactly. But then he comes to life. I mean, it's the mark of genius. You know what I mean?
0: It's, it's so nuts that when we were making the
3: show, legitimately
0: what happened was we get picked up and they say you got to hire writers. I didn't. Number one, I didn't know any writers. But when I thought about the show, the one person in this town that I thought you know he may not agree with that thinks a little like me and speaks a little like me and amongst friends was you know a big influence to all of us. I called Rob Weiss. Do you remember when I called you?
3: Uh, yeah, I've told the story <laughs> a million times, man. Yeah, you know, I think it was like you know I was coming off of like that whack ass experience on Punk that was supposed to start out like. <laughs> Hey, come in when you want to come in, and it's a bunch of friends doing this together. And it literally, like, it, it was just it was a it was a bad vibe. Punk was
1: contentious, me. quick, right?
3: Yeah, it just was like I mean, for a lot of reasons, I again it. it was a long time ago, but it was it was pretty demoralizing the experience for me. So, for a so lot of, punks, and some of those are personal. I have nothing to do with the guys I work with. Like I like Kutcher, man. We so Punk, was, the a, same Punk was a funny... Uh... Right, but it was just a thing that kind of happened. And then, you know, after that, I'm like, no more working with friends. Like, <laughs> now, obviously, all I want to do is work with people I like. Right. But back then, I was like, no more friendship. And then Doug called. and You know, hey, come watch the pilot. Me and, you know, we need some writers. I'm doing Larry Charles, Lev. Watch You're, the pilot. you're
0: pre-Larry Charles. You No,
3: anybody. no, because Larry had already been on to come on and, like... You know, be in the room and make sure everybody, like, played nice. Like, that was fucking effective. Right. <laughs> right. So, so then, like, you're like, come in, watch it, talk to talk to me and love. So I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll come. And then I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> then, then like, you call me again. You're like, dude, are you coming? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not going. At the time, Kruger, who was my ex-girlfriend, was like, she was super depressed because obviously we needed, you know, the income and the household, yada, yada, yada. Right. And she was just like, call your agent. And, uh, you know, I did. My agent was like, You're a loser. Your career's cold as shit. This will only save your life. And then I'm like, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. So, I mean,
0: it's pretty amazing because Rob and I, like, we're, we're, close friends but we rarely see each other but i I, you know i consider you like a brother and we've gone we've seen both of us go from the ups to the downs back to the ups to the downs. yeah i think we
3: both had a similar trajectory it was like amongst friends kissing a fool we both felt like the hot guy for like two seconds (laughs) and then you're like (laughs) he hates kissing a fool you guys just rip rip on each other this is fucking awesome (laughs) it's hysterical um Yeah, but I think we both had that experience, you know. And again, the world was smaller back then. So, like, if you were, like, talked about, you were fucking talked about. Now everybody's talked about. Like, everything's going on all at once. So, But, yeah, uh, yeah, I think we both knew that. Uh, You know, I tell people a lot when people ask about the show. I go, it's really interesting because I felt like everybody on the show needed the show. Everybody needed the break. Like, I remember he did the miniseries with Shannon, so I'd known him. Shannon uh, but, Omaha, but he Nebraska, needed like Nebraska, we were hanging and, out. Yeah, and he had done cool shit, but he needed to like carve that path. I was yes. like, I knew Connolly at 15. I used to I sit outside tired. of clubs with Just this quiet. guy smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Weiss really explodes to the point where Annie Leibovitz, the biggest rock commercial photographer in the world, is photographing you for Vogue, GQ?
3: Yeah, that was out of Sundance. They were like, hey, we, we want to put him in this thing we're doing with all these filmmakers and Annie Leibovitz is going to shoot it. And I'm like, oh, shit, like... <laughs> The shit is real The movie's real So Weiss becomes
0: like A Long Island legend To the point Anyone who's out there That wants to get into The film business You all know how tough it is And you all know Especially when you graduate college How people kill you So I used to go back To Long
3: Island And be I can't Rob help you Can't That's what
0: they'd say All the time I'd be at a wedding Or a bar mitzvah Minding my own business Like can't Rob Weiss Help you out Give you a job Something <laughs> no, so, so
3: funny but Rob didn't. But anyway, I was like I didn't I didn't do anything. I didn't make anything. It's like everything was aborted, no, you know. You were, it's you like were it was great. just like a ball of anxiety and insecurity wrapped into like the cockiest motherfucker on the planet.
1: <laughs> I'm ready to you get know? Milk Bar back up and running, bro. Bro, that
3: shit was good. We tried to do it like like a bunch of years ago, I think, but I don't know what happened. It was it's like a period again, piece now, right now. It's yeah, well, now right. it'd be like just a sick eighties piece, right. you know. And that—that's a script Rob wrote like ninety-two, yeah. which was a great script. No, you know? it was like ninety-five, ninety-six. 95. So it's not fucking dating. And have, Amongst friends, it was only ninety. You still have that script? Yeah, I mean, I have it all. I don't know let's that make, I have it on. It, I think I go. have it on a floppy disk somewhere. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, well, by the way, there's probably a million you bucks know? against that because Rob know? got a big payday on that. Yeah, I did. You know, who was that? Carrie Granite? No, that was uh, Rob Freed and Savoy. They like, that was I had, like a fat pay of play deal. So I just like took my money and just tucked away and watched the OJ trial <laughs> with the delusion that someday I would write about the OJ trial or something. I'm like, oh, this is research, you know. It, and,
1: it is- and Rob is the, is the inspiration for Billy Walsh.
0: Rob is the inspiration. So we'll, we'll get to that because Rob, so Rob comes onto the show and Rob and I have honestly no idea. What we're doing We have yeah. never made a TV show We've both made independent films Which we're in total control over pretty much We do what we want right. Now we get in this situation where there's deadlines And there's episodes to be made So do you remember our our first year was pretty pretty rough Do you remember some uh, of
3: that? Yeah, I mean I remember all of it, man <laughs> I really do I remember like, you know First off, it was I, I actually referred to this recently too Because I remember being, like at first going Like, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this But once we started doing it, it was the most exciting thing, man. Literally, I had insomnia like three nights out of the first week that you, me, and Larry were in the room because I was just like so fucking jacked up (laughs) creating. So it was definitely fun. And we were laying out the first three episodes. I I wrote three, like number three or whatever. You wrote the first, no, Larry wrote three. I I did two with you. But we did a whole. I forgot how it shook out, but basically we break it out. And then, uh, you know, I know the episode I did, uh, turtle and drama, like lose, uh, Laker tickets at a Rubin' time, <laughs> right? And Eric, Eric Vin- Vince is committed to going to a fundraiser for landmine victims, but they were wheeling out all the amputees and he's a mess. Like he, he doesn't know how to deal or something. So PC at <laughs> the time, funny. right? We never and it was like, this. and it was for Michael Clark Duncan, like yeah. God rest his soul, you know, and he's like, whatever it is. Your episode was pretty much stayed true conceptually, to the one that got shot, which was the bad review comes in. Yeah, But in the episode we scripted, like, the guys wanted to fucking kill themselves. They're like, we have to get out of this town. Yeah. We're leaving. Vince is like, who am I? Like, it was just, <laughs> it was horrible, right? So, like, you know, horrible, like, em- emotionally on the guys, not the actual script. So then Larry's was Vince's promoting his movie on Howard Stern. You never see Vince. You only hear him and Howard. The rest of the guys are going to and from a limo Waiting outside the studio, like getting bagels, talking about fucking <laughs> deli meats, and you go like for a playwright, you go, "This is fucking brilliant, man." You know. <laughs> so this I mean? later
2: became Kimmel, then. Yo, the, so, right, know, right. Later, so well, these Kimmel. three
3: episodes, I can't remember if all three went into Chris. No, I, I could just episode two went into Chris. No,
0: no, I can tell you what happened because
3: the first part
0: of it is Rob and I. Again, we're both kind of similar in that anxiety-ridden, crazy, mentally disturbed thing. Larry is this calm guy, so we were trying to figure out stories, and it was just—it was a tough thing to do. But what happened is, remember, Larry would do—we would let him do a pass, like on our scripts. Like, would be did? Like, yeah, and he would do it on a napkin, and then uh, his assistant would retype it up. Anyway, we'd get. The Kimmel episode would keep coming back, and we would keep flip-flopping it, and it would keep changing. But what happened is one day Larry writes this script, and you and I, I remember this. We walk in the bathroom, and we look at each other, and we go, this is like the best script I've ever read. Do you remember it? Drama had a fiancé. He's like yeah. getting divorced. Yeah, and and, and I'm not joking. Weiss was like, I, I got like emotional. I'm like, right. me too. Wow. This is amazing. So we sent that into HBO. The next day, we get a call from Chris Albrecht. He says, "This is not the show I bought. I'm not like he was ready to shut down production. Right. We don't want heart. We want fun. We want fantasy. Yeah. We want witch fulfillment. So ultimately, we yeah, we that was basically things, it. Out. He's like, I don't
3: want these guys getting depressed. But that's what I think shifted the idea of you know the guys not telling Vince about the bad review. Then he finds out and he's like, right. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Look where we are, man. Yeah, you know hey, what we get I mean? we're getting these scripts you know. around.
2: I mean, I, oh, that would yeah. be great
3: to do a table read. They are one around of scripts. That'd be a right? star. Cool? No, we should do uh, Larry's bar mitzvah episode script with, with <laughs> for his grandma. I mean, there was <laughs> some. Yeah, I'm not even going to say there it. Was, it was some so funny so stuff. But
0: in in the in the switching around, <laughs> yeah. things would happen that was was crazy. But like there was a line in the bar mitzvah episode which said. Uh, Um, Ari and his wife walk in and Perry's a beautiful woman and he looks at Vince and is like, don't even think about it, about Ari's wife. But somehow, in one of these translations, (laughs) it (laughs) got switched to where the 13-year-old girl walks in and he goes, bro, I wasn't even
3: thinking about that. I was thinking about the Holocaust Theme bar Set, mitzvah. Yeah, theme bar mitzvah. So it's like, where's grandma? She's a Treblinka. And oh. like, dude, it was so. Oh, yeah. bro, it, it was sick. Yeah. Like, and I mean, this is a while ago, but it was. I think that thing sick it during any like period. But yeah, it was, I don't like, think
1: that flies in any time, I think, especially on today. Well, what
0: you see, it did fly because again, Larry was it's obviously very Larry Dave. Larry was, curb, but yeah. Larry was coming on to a show trying to find my voice, Rob. Right. Pretty much had it to start with because it's how we grew up. But Larry was trying to find it and pushing it, and Larry ultimately does Borat, which does all sorts of stuff right. like yeah,
3: this. So do that. you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, anything that you just lay out the way we just laid it out can be looked at in poor taste, defensive, you know, in execution. It was those things, but funny, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. So, I mean. You know, comedy's fucking comedy, you know? Yeah. You I mean, know? listen, you have We to, didn't do it. You have so. to push
0: the boundaries and you have to. And, you know, Weiss is like.
3: Rob. I mean, he certainly didn't bore out. Didn't you go to the first screening with me? We all went to go see I it. went to that. Dude, that guy had nuts in his mouth for like. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, that was like literally that fight in the first screening, uh, the, the cut that we went to was like 20 minutes long. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the shit that was going on, I was like, it's the sickest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> my life? Right. And I was dying of laughter. so... And, uh, I was,
0: and that's what Larry was so great at, is like. Pushing it to the boundaries, and us, we were like, we knew, you know, we knew what we wanted in certain ways, and and some of the great things that you know I remember Wise coming up with early on, because now we like we're sponsored by lawnmower, the manscaping machine, and I remember when Rob said drama steals these batteries at the Kimmel show. To to, I'm being serious. In 2003, I I didn't do that. I didn't even know what that was. So I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, but you don't. You don't and he. I was mad. So I stole the
2: I stole the batteries to Manscaped? Well, you Manscaping, know, that was, was yeah. like yeah. okay. Do you remember? remember? Well, that was Why like I
3: stealing these batteries. Listen, don't you remember later.
2: Was like, that the same episode? I didn't yeah, know that yeah. was the same episode. Man, yeah.
3: Manscaping is an incredibly important thing. Obviously, you know and that's, well, Doug's me, a that's just and me. Gorilla. Gorilla. Plugging, that's, just, that's just me. Yes, but that's me plugging your manscaping product that <laughs> you guys are sponsored by. So but, kudos to you, manscaper product. But
0: Rob was ahead of the curve on that. I didn't know anything about. Well, because I had had
3: my experience with it where. Somebody said to me, like, yo, you shave your nuts, right? And I was like, and I was like, no. And they were like, bro, what are you, an animal? And I was like, who shaves their nuts? And it was like a room full of guys, and every guy went like that. And I was like, fuck, I never got the memo on this. And I mean, this is way pre entourage, but I was like, this is a thing. This is a movement that nobody clued me in on. And know? that's so how I
0: was in two thousand and three when when you right. brought that up. It's so only fair. Right. It's only right. I think oh, there's an
3: yeah. art an art to the manscape for sure. You know, it's right. like it's the movement going with the grain. I'm, yeah. I'm just <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, anyway, oh, I so. thought you were serious for a second. <laughs> I like, no, I,
3: was I mean there's obviously. Of my I'm was sure. A I'm sure. 10 different guys would have 10 different methods, but you know.
1: 10 different clipper settings? You just never know. Everybody's <laughs> the clippers the
3: clip clip are dangerous, man. Well, anyway, the, the hopefully is a this is. Audience... Lawnmower 2 is pretty good, though. You don't have to worry yeah. about that. <laughs> is that really true? Yeah. It's a Lawnmower
1: 3, actually.
0: So uh, if you can't see it ready, Rob becomes the inspiration for the Billy Walsh oh.
3: character. I actually asked Rob if he wanted to play it. <laughs> Remember? I yeah. said, Do you want to play this part? Well, it, you know, part of the big thing for me was I was like, Who the fuck is gonna watch this show nobody's gonna like this show i've really just done it to myself now like my hibernation from the actually being like you know in the business for 10 years wasn't enough to keep me like persona non grata and ostracized but i'm like i've really done it to myself now so he's like why don't you play this part blah 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 you'd be rob weiss Hasn't made a film in twelve years, and you want to like <laughs> you want to be like you're going to direct Queens Boulevard? And I'm like, I'm not doing this. I will not do this show or whatever it is. But I, I was obviously, you know, if I'd done it, you know, I, I probably would have sucked at it, and there'd be no more Billy Walsh. So it was a great there'd opportunity. Be no Reese, for- who, yeah. who, who
1: was yeah. on another planet. Rob, question: Did you shoot the footage for Queens Boulevard, yeah. or was that yeah. that was you, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, and I remember, right. like, who that's was right. who was the director on the episode? Dan Adius? Was that who it was Dan? Yeah, Uh, no, it
1: was Dan Adias because the only time we see we see a a slight clip in Sundance but the looping episode where he says, I am Queens Boulevard was a Dan Adias director. Right, so
3: yeah, I shot it and I remember Dan being like, well, I don't know if this guy is going to be able to do this. I'm like, (laughs) like, what? You know, and then he came in and he was like, knocked on the door. He's like, I saw it. It looked pretty good. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, bro. I dusted off my John Cassavetes for those three setups, and I got row. <laughs> but by the way, though,
0: that it's it's an important lesson because you and I are similar in a lot of ways yeah. and saying no to a lot of things, which is a mistake in this town because yeah. you and I probably could have made. We've made.
3: Well, we have that in the show. You know, I think like part of like the response to the show has always been that people have learned about Hollywood via this show. Well, people have looked at the show as a blueprint for them in Hollywood. Like I remember saying, like, oh, you know, passing on the right thing. Is the wrong move, not right. passing. Like I passed on everything at first, right. you know. When I got out here, I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. Right. Like they want, they want me to do Goodwill Hunting, you know. People are like you, wow. you could have done Goodwill Hunting. I'm like, if I fucking made Goodwill Hunting, there'd be no Matt Damon and there'd be no Ben <laughs> Affleck. So you should just be fucking happy I didn't make that movie.
1: Like I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. That was like 26. Also, too, you know? like we we talk, we're talking about the Sundance episode on this, and and for me, that was the first time where I I started getting calls from my buddies back in Long Island, like fuck that we're not we're going to sundance this year after <laughs> yeah. the episode came out i everybody wanted to go to sundance yeah. i actually had
3: like i think we we like one of the more profound moments for me was during the sundance episode because when doug asked me to do the show i'm like no i just want to make another indie i want to get back to sundance yada 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 blah, blah blah he's like all right good luck to you then my my disappointed girlfriend was like call your agent <laughs> And we get into the whole thing where she's like, you're a fucking moron. You better call and tell him yes. And I'm like, I'm in. He's like, an hour ago, you're out. I'm like, well, no, I'm in. You know, and then starts the whole thing. Then HBO didn't. Oh, want yeah. Me. That's what happens, HBO. Well, oh, no. Rob, I'm glad well, you did. I'll, I'll, I'll tell that story too about the whole Turtle Samurai shit that was like the fucking <laughs> epic shit. So, fucking, so, basically, I do the show. I'm like, is anybody going to like this show? The show starts airing. My girlfriend at the time is like, people are going to love it. People are going to love it. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm out somewhere and I get tapped on the shoulder. I'm not gonna say it was, but it was a pretty big, like, Hollywood, like, producer, like, entrepreneur guy. The guy would have stepped over me six months before if I was, like, bleeding in the street. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, hey, bro, how you doing, (laughs) man? Everything good in your life? And I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? Then I was like, you know what? Maybe you're right. So, but when we were doing Sundance, which I believe is season two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Season so season two,
1: episode seven.
3: Right. So we're at Sundance and we're shooting out there, and I think we're outside the Egyptian, and there's just hundreds of people watching us shoot entourage at Sundance. And Doug was like, "Do you remember what you said when I called you about the show?" And I'm like, "What?" And he's like. You said, uh, if I do a show, I'm never getting back to Sundance. Well, you, well, you're back You're back at Sundance. And it was really in that moment that I really looked around and I go, oh, I'd so much rather be at Sundance this way than be at Sundance with some fucking indie that I'm, like, begging somebody to, like, stressed knock, out about, it right. the right fucking way so that I can make, you know, no money and, you know, try to figure out my next job and fucking – Two weeks, like it really
1: was it a unique take on Sundance. I've never had fun like that at Sundance, ever, <laughs> right. Except, except you know, until that, that. was
3: a fun time. And it, you know, I hadn't been back at Sundance since Amongst Friends was in competition in '93. So, I mean, we're talking ten, eleven years. You know, and it was like so commercialized. And I had heard all that, and I knew all that, and we incorporated all that into it. Like when I was there, Swag. it was like, yeah, when I was there, they didn't have any of that shit. I remember right. I did a panel. It was like me, Brian Singer. Robert Rodriguez, um, Jen Lynch, like a couple other filmmakers on like a 20-something panel. And we showed up and they gave us each like a Levi's jacket in a bag. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is free? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I think I went shit. that year too that, I got the Levi's
2: was, jacket. Yeah, I
3: got like a free <laughs> Levi's jacket. But you gotta be kidding. And then when we went there to shoot, it was just like fucking gifting suites everywhere. That's that was Robert Redford
1: yeah. was proud of Sundance. Like, that was his thing. Well, back was, in the day. Right, that's what I mean. He was proud of it. Then eventually he just walked away be
3: because well, I don't think he really had control because right. he didn't fucking own Park City. You right. know what I mean? Took so on it life like, on its own. Yeah, that's, isn't that what happens with everything? You know what I mean? I mean, they made Slamdance. They're like, fuck it. All these people are coming in. Let's build another festival adjacent to it. So, I mean, you know, that's capital For all the people man. that didn't get into and, slam and, Dance. And, 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 I've and been Slamdance. And the entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit, you know? so I think um, Kissing
1: a Fool was at Slamdance. <laughs> it
3: <laughs> it <laughs> was the toast of the town, right, Doug? The waiter was at the Palm Springs International
0: <laughs> Film Festival. By the way, it's
1: <laughs> funny that we talk about the Palm Springs <laughs> As almost like a a joke, but now the Palm Springs Film Festival has got some street cred, right?
0: By the way, it wasn't a joke then. I was excited when I got in. It was funny there just because. No, but the
3: line when
1: drama is. I know, but what I'm saying is. I mean,
0: I'd
3: fuck, I'll go to the Palm Springs and the Palm Springs Film Festival and chill out and fuck in. My point was Palm Springs Festival is a
0: great festival. At the time, Sundance was the thing. So if I, when when Rob was at Sundance, if I'm going, I was at Palm Springs, I sound like drama. That was the point. Yeah, but
3: the the real things were like back then were like Sundance, Telluride, Con, yep. fucking uh, what else? Even New York, right? Toronto, Toronto. Venice, Venice, Toronto. To in
1: the nineties,
3: I think 90s those are always going to be heads. the most premier ones, right? Yeah. There's but, one in Mammoth now, which is great. Well, yeah, I saw that, too. But they're going to pop them up anywhere. It's just part of fucking tourism. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a tour visit. Like, oh, let's drive traffic to Mammoth. You know what I mean? Like, your slopes weren't enough. <laughs> yeah. You know? Maybe if we get, uh, you know. But
0: it's a wild thing to look at now because Sundance was so huge then. And now you could you could have made Amongst Friends, put it on Instagram pretty much, and all yeah, of a sudden had a career. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. So it's know? it's amazing. Which is, with-
3: the, I think, the the cool thing and the not-so-cool thing is that – you know, anybody can make a movie and then, you know, the not so cool thing is it's hard to find the good ones because there's fucking shit everywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like going through Netflix. You're like, well, what the hell is all of this? You know, but yeah,
0: there's a lot of products So what, yeah. so Rob after Entourage went on to do how to make it and ballers
3: and what's what's next?
1: How to make it in America, ballers. Well, right now,
3: right know, now, I'm just trying to be. In a, I say that?
1: Well, no, you yeah. said how to you didn't make finish it. It. I it. I mean, though. Like, you got <laughs> yeah, to finish. Yeah, how to make
3: it in America, <laughs> ballers. Uh, you know, now I think I'm just trying to be just an exemplary figure. <laughs> H- you know, H-t- and, H-t- so. HTMI.
1: <laughs> oh, you did HTMI. e <laughs> like, can say the name of the show. It did uh, be. you did know. i have
3: so many more entourage stories to tell. Like, I've just been looking for an outlet to just... To vent, dude. I, dude we yeah. I got was, you, we, we got, got I have, you back Dude, regularly. I kept a journal for the first five years. I'm really? joking. Look at Kyle. Oh, my <laughs> mind is ready. He's like, new show. Uh, yeah, new, new show. show. <laughs> new show. I've I'll fucking make you fucking a million dollars. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait. I'm like, today he told me I'm a fucking Journal. A journal?
0: A journal? <laughs> he said that
3: idea is crazy. <laughs> We're gonna
0: bring you back to find out if you had any uh, manscaping chats with The Rock on Ballers, okay? So we'll I bring... could
3: answer that right <laughs> now. We did not. <laughs> <laughs> we really we did not have many manscaping How was it okay?
0: Before I let you yeah. go, how was directing The Rock in Ballers? How was he to uh, work? with and how uh, is I that i
3: love the guy i mean i know it sounds like a stock answer but no. i really do i mean you know well, he's a superstar oh yeah no i love him you know as the show progressed like we always knew it was like we had him for a short period of time like we like you know obviously you could have a 20-year run if you have that guy But right. like we knew he was gonna check out after season four and then he extended yada 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 but when season five came around his schedule was so tight that it was kind of like get him in shoot him Get him out. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of chit-chat. It was right. like – like in season three and four, I felt like we logged a lot more time bullshitting and, you know, getting to know each other. In five, I'm like, here he comes. You roll. You know what I mean? It was like <laughs> – like, I, I remember like one time ago, one of the first scenes I was doing with him, like I was – I'm trying to remember where, where the placement was. But he was in the room. I walked him through it really quick, you know, and made the adjustments to, to you know, blocking it. Went out and then like he started to like do the scene. And I thought he dropped the line. So I jump in. They were like, he's like, I was taking a pause. (laughs) And I was like, you know, because I got Lev going like, yo, you got to get him out of here. Yo, he's got to be out by 1 p.m. I go. He's only coming in at noon. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that dramatic, but yeah, he was super tight. But and, he was uh,
1: taking a beat. He was taking. He was playing a beat. Yeah, he he no, he was taking a pause. And a it, I'm like, oh Dylan my bad. Heart man. By the that. way, <laughs> if
3: I did that to Dylan, he would have assaulted me. <laughs> yeah, dude, he is. He is awesome, man. He's one of the more charismatic people, obviously, that you meet in your life. Every time he fucking delivered, like, I mean, he was just he was He's, awesome. he
2: I'll be honest, the whole cast. Yeah,
3: exactly right. But we all got to meet him,
2: right? We all met him at
3: the same time. Awesome. Who, okay. DJ? Yeah. Yeah. We've well, had a
2: minute. I don't know what what where we were, but Well, here's
3: the the it last Here's the last question. This was a cast, this was great cast. Obviously, that was yeah. a great cast
0: too. Here's the last question cuz yeah. obviously Connolly can't get Conor McGregor to text him back. Would the rock text you back
3: if you were like, "Hey, what's up?" Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't text him. <laughs> By the way, you had the same Paul that you fucked up on the yeah. rock. That was the pause right, <laughs> right there. I I wouldn't text him, man. I yeah. I couldn't think of a reason. Like, I would text the guy next to him <laughs> and go, "Yo, I need this. Can we do that?" Like, All right. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't I don't have expectations like that. People are like, well, he's, he's your guy. I'm like, right. we made a show together. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like. That's why I don't text Pivot. He's not Pivot. like my brother. It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. I don't text Pivot. He's not my brother. Well, you know, so. P- yeah, I might be getting to the Pivot and all, but Pivot, Pivot wanted love to you come, come too. on. Well, Get- Pivot wanted to come on in the final season. Oh, God. And be the agent opposite Hazari? You wanted to come in as a I don't Ari? know what the fuck he wanted to come in on. I was like, Bro, the show is over. This is it. And he's like, Well, not if I come on. It might go on and I was just kinda of, and I mean so I'm he not wanted trying to replace like, bash the Rock? No, pivot- he wanted to like come in with him, the book but the truth about it is like as engaging an idea as it was. We already had Troy who was an agent. So it's like Wait, wait. It didn't was make it sense. an
0: engaging idea or not?
3: I don't know. Do you guys rip <laughs> no, him on the show? No, How no, does this no, show no, work? No, no. Right. So right, then right, I'm wait, not going to no, fucking no, rip no, him. I, You're no, not gonna, no. I love him, man. a good Rob, idea. No, Fuck it. Is. I think he was a. He was the <laughs> mark that we all rose to. Hey, Rob, <laughs> no, it, yeah.
1: it's an interesting conversation. I mean, yeah, I'm I don't trying know to have a conversation
3: without being a dick about it, you know? I mean, he was, uh, I mean, listen,
1: I never really had a did relationship. Did he actually come in that. and sit down for a chat, or was this Yeah, all he text- did
3: at V-Cut, the cigar place. <laughs> oh, God. No, we, we were just chopping it up bullshit, and he's like, you know, they want me on the show. And I'm like, who's they? And he's like, HBO. <laughs> and then it was just random people at HBO that we hadn't heard of. You know? so, <laughs>
0: I mean, just so everyone knows outside how these shows, HBO was so great. And we really did. The creatives, they really did give complete control. So that would never happen that HBO would call you and say, we want to put this person on your show. No, they
3: didn't do it. They said, like, you know, part of it, I think, was people putting shit in Jeremy's head. His new agent was telling him stuff. And, like, oh, I spoke to this one, and they would love the idea. So I think he just thought, like... It would be a cool like
1: yeah. Listen,
3: like man, I don't know what it was. Uh, by the but, way, I don't have any. But I remember, I remember telling fan. it to Lev. Right, right. I'm not a
1: Piven fan. Who cares? Are it you going to ma- cut
3: yourself saying no, that? No, I'm is not, this either. like? Is, you better is cut this that out. Like you, Is this like you bait so, me into going? Well, no, I'm not a it's, Piven it's fan. Not, it's and not that right. I'm
1: saying I'm not. I'm not like a Piven fan. I mean, right. he's great. He won three Emmys in a row. But but that makes you a Piven fan. You it just said he's it,
3: great and he won three yeah, so Emmys. You are. A well, he doesn't no, vote for no, the no, Emmys. I'm, I'm acknowledging.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm acknowledging that the guy is excellent, but right. I think it's a great idea. I've got I would an think idea. It'd be something to talk about. I've got an
0: idea to leave. Oh, you, on. you do. So
3: you thought it was a good I idea? I
0: think
1: it would be worth talking about. I, I mean, I, I,
3: I personally, I mean, I didn't think it was a good idea, but not <laughs> anything to do with Jeremy. I just felt like, but it wasn't fully on me. I remember he was like, just talk to Lev, and I and I told to Lev, and Lev looked at me like I had nine heads, like, <laughs> and he goes, he's like, are you serious? Like, is real? It's a real conversation, Jeremy. Really asked you that, and I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Somebody wants him on the show." And what do you think? And he's like, "Well, I think you know you should tell him we already have Troy, and we wouldn't have put another agent on Entourage, right?" And fucking tried to challenge him, right? And it's the last year of the we show. Might have. If we got Robert Denny <laughs> Jr., we would have. But- <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, I mean, I you know, it wasn't a personal thing with Jeremy. Like, I, I never really knew Jeremy on the show. Like, I didn't. Feel, I felt like I knew a lot of these guys before we even did the show. But I got to know them more while we were doing the show, but I never really felt like I got to know Jeremy. All right,
0: well, I got an idea to leave you with, okay? you yes. Give me a producer credit if you go, because Jeremy's been pitching out the uh, Entourage spinoff, which I'm never going right. to do. Right? What if you write the Ballers spinoff and you bring in this new guy? I mean, I don't know. What do you yeah, think about? I don't
3: know, bro. You know, I look at these shows like chapters in my life, man. Like, when I'm fucking done, I'm just done, bro. Right. You know what I mean? That's just... I don't know, uh, know. Well,
0: we're well, we're going to continue this chapter because I do. Uh, but I do,
3: I do hope I work again in this lifetime. You know what I mean? You are, Obviously, you, you, you know, are going to work, Rob. Which, Weiss, is the, which is the thrilling thing about Hollywood, Rob Weiss. Remember, I'm going to let so, Rob
0: Weiss yeah. go. The last thing I'm going to ask him about is if he remembers the inception of the Jess Mancini line, which is some people's favorite
3: lines ever. <laughs> do you remember? So, I don't know, but it's so disturbing when I really think about that line. And it's also crazy when you have Obama talking about how it was his favorite show. I think about that line dropping while he's in bed with Michelle and, <laughs> and him fucking laughing and her going, like, you think that's fucking funny? Like, you know, you like, don't remember, though, how it came about? No, but it's, like, really sick when you think about it. It was something like, yeah, I made a ride a bike home. Like, well, I'm not going to talk that line in front of my son, yeah, but, you know. I can, I, about
0: I can tell you how it happened, and for all Hollywood people who are interested in being a writer, why I called Rob Weiss, why it was my first call to get him on this show. I walked in, and I literally had drama says no, mean is, and I had parentheses, and I walked in, and, like, Weiss and I used to fight every day. I was like, okay, Weiss, Mr. Funny Guy. Drama says mean is, and Weiss off the top of his head <laughs> threw the Jess man scene line, which, again, I'm not – yeah. Rob is getting uncomfortable like he doesn't want to no, take no, ownership. Nobody wants no, wants credit no, for dude,
3: I've written now. some crazy shit. People, people could tell
0: your lines. I could always yeah, go, oh, that's a Rob – <laughs> fucking doozies everywhere. People <laughs> – People love that line. So this week, though, someone sends me, which I deleted. I posted for a minute. They said they've sent a picture of this very pretty girl named Jessica Mancini because I went to high school with her and her her, uh, bio said wild, soulful or something like that. So anyway, Rob, yeah, do
3: you know where the Mancini came from? Yeah, came from the girl from Can't Buy Me Love. It did. Cindy oh, like Mancini. Cindy
0: wow. Mancini. Wow. wow. So that every was, that was, yeah, every Long Island kid's favorite girl growing up. Anyway, the reason we're rushing Rob is because he's got his kid here. We yes. love you. We will be back.
1: Here we're bringing though. you Absolutely. back. We'll talk yes. about your next
3: show. And,
1: for sure, uh, for sure. We'll I'll love have it. some scotch next time.
3: And, I don't. Uh, I haven't had a drink in like 15 months, bro. I quit drinking. right, we'll have ago, some though. water. But I'll watch you guys get bombed the fuck out. You know what I mean? Great so, to see you, buddy.
1: Thanks for coming well, in, thanks Rob.
3: Thanks for having yeah, me, Rob. Good to thanks. see you,
0: Rob. You too, Kev. All right, so that was great having Rob Weiss. We're going to bring him back without his wonderful child. <laughs> Rob's
2: got yeah. a great
1: personality, <laughs>
2: and he was fun. He, uh, yeah, he's know? great, and he's got so much to say about the show.
1: He,
0: yeah.
2: It, we, was
1: nice, it was a nice day. It was a different take yeah. on uh, Behind the Scenes. It was cool. So we should well, it's also
0: there. interesting because Rob's, you know, like, Rob's worked on two other shows in between, and I, I could tell he's like he's trying to remember some of the stories, so we'll get him back, and we'll do like a deep dive with him, but... This was uh, for
1: a quick interview. Yeah,
0: this was excellent. And what we're going to do and everybody, please join us. We're going to do this November. We're going to grow mustaches. We're going to raise some money.
1: <laughs> I, I want to Doug. you, uh, uh, you're committing. I'm telling you, man, November 20th, you're going to be you're going to you're going to hate your mustache. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're doing it. going to look ridiculous. I am 100
0: percent committing. The most important thing to me, though, and I know you haven't yet because Dylan's face is more valuable than mine to the to the university, yes, and, and you might be working. <laughs> But you will A kill this, it will be hilarious. And we will we will raise money if you can get to do it. So you'll have to decide. And don't say no pressure. I would like to pressure him. We're gonna try to help. (laughs) I don't know if you guys heard today, you know, I did my colonoscopy, but today they announced that all men should start at forty five now from fifty. Wow. Doing the colonoscopy. So everybody out there do it. And if you can do this November thing, send us pictures if they're good. If you can donate it, it would be great. And then keep tagging Connolly on the Victory the Podcast page. If you <laughs> no, wanna if you wanna be on here and, and all the people who ask questions, I think we actually got to all of them, even though I didn't mention the names. So thank you all for that. And uh, that wraps up another episode of uh, Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen at Mr. Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon, Kevin Dillon official One,
2: six, Victory! Five, five, five,